poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness Podcast. As always, these are your hosts of Tactical Tuesday, Coach Brad Wilson and John Chai. John, how you doing, sir? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Cannot complain. Ready to look at some hands. Do we have a yeah. theme for today? Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's we kill the small talk. No small talk today. Just, <laughs> just hands. It's a, it's another value. It's going to be another value adding episode. I hope our viewers and listeners aren't getting too, too sick of this theme since we've done it three weeks in a row. But this episode is going to tie in very, very closely with the first value, value betting episode where if you guys remember, it was mostly just Brad telling me that I was picking bad sizes and bad lines and going too thin or, you know, not even thin, just straight up punting. Uh, but one of the things that came out of that conversation was um, a bet check bet value betting line as the three bet and three bet pots out of position as the preflop raiser. Um, we talked about that a lot with like my over pairs of like Kings and Queens. Um, and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot ever since we had that tactical Tuesday episode or ever since we had the discussion for tactical Tuesday was the bet check bet um, value betting line. And I did it twice recently. And so I brought in both hands to see what you thought about them and see if you think like now that, you know, I kind of have this new, new tool, this new weapon in my arsenal, am I deploying it correctly? Very good. Very good. Um, so for the listener, just so you're aware, um, John, if you didn't realize John, John doesn't do these episodes for you. I'm not even sure that he actually cares about you or likes you. He it's very selfish on his end. It, he he does it for the coaching, the learning, and the growth. So two weeks ago, I punted three stacks for content. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. That's what he says, right? But I I, 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 I would have done know. it anyways. <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, all right. So bearing that in mind, <laughs> let's. Start looking at these these hands. We only have two hands today, by the way, which is a departure from the past the past month or so of overachievement. Going back to our roots. Yeah, we're back to regular achievement, <laughs> default achievement here. Uh, so hand number one looks like you have an ace and a jack of different suits. Everybody folds to the button. Button opens to twenty five dollars. You're playing five ten no limit. I imagine button is a reg. Yep. And so you are going to three bet to $110, the big blind folds, and the button calls. Everything here, pretty hunky-dory. Nothing yep. out of the ordinary, just the beginnings of a three bet pot. Flop is jack 7-3. There's 230 in the pot. Flop is rainbow. John has offsuit, so unlikely flush is going to come into play. First part of this, I imagine that on this board, you're going to see bet and probably going to see bet 50%, 30% or 50%. Oh, nice. 30%. First guess was right. Half pot. Uh, Half. Ah. So you bet 113 villain calls. Again, 
this is just like a well-oiled machine. Um, everything's totally normal up to this point. There's 456 in the pot now. Turn is a tray. Uh, so pairs the bottom card, puts up a backdoor heart draw. John has the ace of hearts, which is somewhat relevant in this scenario. Um, considering you gave away your line. I yeah, what do you think about checking here versus just betting again? I think before, I think three weeks ago, before that Tactical Tuesday episode, I likely would have just bet the turn again and planned on jamming the river with top pair, top kicker. I would have done the same with my over pairs as you, as you guys saw two weeks ago. Um, yeah. What do you think about kind of pivoting from that that strategy and and checking here and planning on two xing a lot of rivers? I think it's reasonable. I think it, I think it's good. Um, so there's a lot of like different little details in play here. But firstly, I think that like when you bet half pot, um, yeah, that's a big deal. Over cards are less threatening than if you did bet a third. So like if the turn checks through and the river's like a king or a queen, you can still go for value because mm -hmm. by betting half pot, you folded out most of their king X, most of their queen X just on the flop, right? Yeah. Um, the hands that would call half pot likely going to be like, you know, king, queen suited with some sort of backdoor flush draw or queen 10 suited with some sort of backdoor flush draw, right? Yeah. Um, it's got to so, be like some overcards with some sort of backup help or just straight up an overcard with a pair on the flop, which is now made two pair hand like queen jack or king jack, you know, on the turn queen or king. So sure. it's pretty tough for them to to hit an overcard turn once they once I bet half pot and they call. Right. So you've reduced the threat of those cards. So basically in this spot with top pair, top kicker, you also block them from having top pair, which isn't ultra conducive to going bet bet jam, because then essentially like your main primary targets are going to be seven X or tens, nines, eights. So, you know, I think that checking is good and makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think you could check this board with ace jack. I think if the board was queen high, you could check with ace queen. Um, if the board was queen high, you could check with king queen even. Um, so yeah, I think like checking top pairs here is good. I think you can bet sometimes and you can check sometimes. Both are reasonable. My preference would be to check though for, you know, all the reasons that I said. Um, and going back to that tactical Tuesday of, you know, a few weeks ago, like you had the option to jam like on blank rivers and jamming is going to be exceptionally annoying with all of your bluff catchers. And when they check back on the turn, you're going to have a range that is like when they check back on the turn, they're going to have a range that's made up primarily of bluff catchers. So you're essentially making their whole range very annoyed um, by jamming. So yeah, like this, sort of plays into multiple levels here. Um, all, all of this is a good reason why, like, you know, if you did have like sevens full here or ace tray, why like checking back the turn as the button is probably not the end of the world and probably just good poker so that you do have some like boats and trips in your range when you check back so that, you know, um, you, you know that you do have hands that can like, profitably bluff catch facing like a river jam, which is going to come at, at a decent clip, I imagine. Yeah. So anyway, would definitely, that would definitely like inject so much doubt into my strategy in my mind too. If I, you know, just jam the river into a check back trips or check back boat or something like that. And like it would, it would go a long ways in, in terms of like, you know, kind of like, uh, like muting my strategy a little bit and making me like less excited about, you know, taking this line, which, um, yeah, which is 
good too. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a natural defense, right? And with it with the SPR being what it is, like even if you check back the turn with a boat, you can still jam the river. There's no yeah. like law yeah. against like not you know you don't have to jam the river versus like a river check. So like yeah, I mean to me it, it makes a lot of sense. And the, the the reality is though that like even if it does like you know mute your strategy as you said it's hard to have a boat <laughs> and it's hard to have trips. <laughs> like that's, that's the downside is like yeah, you yeah. have like a very, very limited amount of these like invincibility stars that you can check back the turn with that make you feel just super good inside and well protected and, you know, warm and comfy. Um, and the downside is you've got a lot more hands like tens and nines and eights and seven X that feels less comfy, um, sure, sure. facing a river jam. So anyway, all right, lots of detail there about the turn check that we already knew you were going to take. Turn goes check, check. River's a four. Um, four, I mean, it does a couple things. It completes five, six. It makes pocket fours a full house. But, you know, other than that, um, kind of blanky. Like, realistically speaking, a four, a five, I guess a four, a six, an eight, a nine, a ten, like all those cards are somewhat you know, they're just going to complete some straight. So, yeah. And I mean, just like in our defense, probably there's probably some removal to those straights when they don't stab the turn. Um, you know, some of those like zero showdown hands, like six, five, probably bet the turn at some frequency, even like, you know, 10, eight, Good. eight, nine. Yeah. Those hands. So, you know, not even, even though it does complete straights and complete pocket fours, I think there's, there's some good removal to like their, what their five sixes. Do? What you going to yeah. do, you know? Yeah. They what am I going to do? Right? They got five yeah. six. I mean, what river was I hoping for? Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. A jack, um, a heart, a heart would be much worse, I think, uh, especially because the jack is not a heart. I would be mm -hmm. like, I'm not sure. Ah, uh, I'm not sure how great I would feel about jamming on a heart. Um, just because they have a lot of combo, like queen jack, yeah. king jack, like jack ten, king, even like king queen of hearts. We we would expect to you king know, queen of call hearts, eight nine of hearts, nine ten of hearts. Answer. Yeah, just so many different uh, heart heart combos that would be a little bit more menacing. Um, but four of diamonds, good enough. And yeah, you're just going to rip the river. Mm -hmm. Very good. John rips. There's 456 in the pot. Final board, by the way, flop is jack seven tray, turn tray, river four. John rips 777 into 456. Villain calls with two nines and you win. Well yeah. done. I was actually, <clears throat> I was really happy to see the two nines just from the perspective of like, I think if I just bet the turn, like I would have done three weeks ago, I assume nines just folds quite frequently on the turn. Like I likely, you know, probably villain is more likely to call with a hand that might even be worse than nines, but has more equity versus like my top pairs, like a hand like seven, eight or, you know, a seven or something like that. Um, and so I would expect it. I would never, I would not expect to get, you know, three streets of value or, or a stack from, from nines. Um, you know, if I just want the bet, bet jam route, um, yeah. as frequently as I, as I do here, I think nines just almost always calls when I take this line. Yep. I, I agree. Um, I mean, maybe like it's kind of villain dependent. Like I think with some villains, it's probably always a call and with other villains, it's probably <laughs> always a fold, but yeah, I think the, the frequency that you get called is make, makes it worth it. Um, and, you know, we, we, you also do get like a favorable, like that's another thing that's like, I think worthy of mention is that like the, the four of diamonds on the river is a really good card that enables yeah. you to jam. Yeah. And there are other cards, 
um, in other situations where like there's just too many bad cards that can come where the frequency at which you jam it just turns into like making betting the turn uh, the better option but like you know getting this brick stars align like does nines call if the river's like a queen or a king um, or a heart you know something something along those lines like but whatever um, I was actually going to ask you that Is, would you ever have a size on the river that's not jam for example like on a king or a queen or maybe even like an ace river would you ever pick like a block size is there are there any other river card types where you might pick a size that's not jam um or would you just check like the king queen rivers and yeah i think i would use a block size on some of the the, the over cards kings and queens yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh, anyway um well played hand good strat well done see this is listener just just listen and execute that's all you got to do look at john <laughs> Look at him go. Nice hand. Now, Got uh, another similar one coming up. All right. Let's see how well it goes. Stick around. Coming back at you. In a world where a fish dog bets the flop and you don't know what to do, one man Coach Brad Wilson. has a surefire plan to neutralize flop leads and rip that dunk to shreds. Available now. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com slash nuffle. Rated R. All right. Welcome back from the break. We got some more value betting coming at you. We may as well have just made this like a monthly theme, you know? We, we've, it's like the third week in a row. <laughs> but, <laughs> we can just close it out with the fourth episode of, of value betting after this one. Yeah, even though it it won't be the theme of the month, but you know it's theme month it's as good as it gets. I don't think we should we should do theme months. That's way too much pressure on me to <laughs> like fifty hands every every month that that fit the same thing. But three of the pots out of position, value betting, one more hand. Speaking of, by the way, if you're in your car right now and you're thinking to yourself that you'd like to hear us cover a topic that maybe it's been a while since we've covered that topic, mm. feel free to make a suggestion in. Greatness Village, that's our Slack community, or send me an email, brad at in, uh, chasingpokergreatness.com. I forgot forgot what my email address was there momentarily. Um, brad at chasingpokergreatness.com. Send your suggestion, and yeah, we enjoy things that make our lives easier, and coming up with topics definitely makes our lives easier and gives us targets to shoot at. So feel free to fire away. Um, with that said, more value betting. Hand number two, you got jacks. John, why don't you break down the action? All right. So we got a reg. We're playing a 500 zone. So we got a reg opening the cutoff to $12.50. I'm in the big blind with jacks. I think it folds around to me. Three bet to $55, 11 big blinds. It's going to look, start of this hand looks exactly the same as the start of the last hand. Reg calls. We get the 9-3 deuce rainbow flop. Really nice. We flop an over pair and don't have much to worry about except for how to get value. Um, same thing as the last hand. I start out with a half pot C-bet, I assume. Let me challenge that for a second, right? Because they do have all the sets, right? Like, so, you know, I think the listener might be worried about the sets. So mm. how do you address that worry? So they definitely do have 
all, or they definitely could have all the sets. I think maybe there's like, maybe like some category of reg that folds like deuces and threes facing like the blinds three bet. I think that used to be like the old preflop bootcamp charts, but let's just, you know, we'll just give them all the sets for now for, for simplicity's sake. So they have uh, nines, threes, and deuces. Um, I think that's like the question that you're bringing up and I'm, I'm guessing that you're sort of guiding me towards this uh, concept is that, you know, it's something that I hear a lot at, at regular PPH and even some of the some of the um, some of the newer wolves is like, oh, I don't want to see bet here because while I do have an overpair, Villain has all the sets and and I don't have any sets. Um, I think that's true, or I you know we all know that that's true. But I think what is being neglected there is like how small of a percentage of their total range um, that sets comprise. So there's only nines, threes, and deuces. If you think about like all the other pocket pairs, you know. Um, over pairs that we beat, like pocket tens, all the nine X that they call, uh, that's going to just be like a a negligible, negligible portion of their range. And so, while they do have technically have like the nut advantage on this board, I I think that we, as the preflop three better, still retain a a big big range advantage. Yep, that was it. Um, and you know what? When they do, when they are blessed enough to flop a set, and we have an overpair, guess what? They get our money. Um, the the much more frequent scenario though is that they don't flop a set and that they do have some kind of bluff catcher and so like we want to get the money when that is the case and so like um structuring a strategy around uh, the outcome of like oh when like i'm afraid because they have sets well like yeah that's great but like you just get stacked there and that's fine so just worry about stacking them when they have all their bluff catchers which comprises a much larger percentage of their total range right um yeah that's the my the major point. Yeah, and I think like just to, the last thing I'll add on to that is like you know if you're not if you're presumably changing your strategy here because they have sets like I don't know what the strategy change would be. I see a lot of people just check here because they say things like oh opponent has all the sets, villain has all the sets. Unless your plan is to check fold at some point in the hand with an overpair, you're you're not you know all you're doing is missing out on um on them having to bluff catch with their bluff catchers when you start out by checking here. So uh just like a you know strategically you're not you're not you're not like gaining anything by checking or you're not getting stacked any less often presumably um right it's uh it's almost like you're manufacturing the scenario where you start checking and when they do go bet bet jam they tend <clears> to have a set yeah, right? yeah yeah because you're like you're letting them go bet bet jam every time they have a set and when they don't right. they typically are like checking behind so like right yeah that's yeah. if you feel like oh i just run into it they have a set every time well actually <laughs> they have a set every time you play your hand in this manner and they go bet, bet, jam, yeah. then maybe they have a set at a much higher frequency than if you would just <laughs> bet the flop yourself. So like there is this like sort of, yeah, you're just... Uh, or you could take it, you know, you could be even funnier with it and be like, you know what boards where they don't have sets? Ace, king, queen. Mm. So are you going to start betting like, you know, are we happy about jacks now? Because like they don't, and then you just get to the point where you're like never happy about jacks unless you flop a set because yeah, there's no Which, reason, there's never a reason to bet. By and large, is I think might be where the the poker community <laughs> high high percentage of them sits with with jacks. With jacks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, may, yeah, yeah, yeah. may not be too far from the truth. Yeah. Um. So anyway, with that said, flops nine deuce tray rainbow. John's got jacks. Um. He bets half pot. Again, good. Villain calls. So now there's uh, two 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 in the pot. John has four four zero left. You get the wow, this is like exactly the last hand, right? The turn is a four. Right, turn is a deuce. It pairs the board. So nine trade deuce, turns a deuce, puts up a backdoor heart draw. Um, now, 
I see that we are in the situation that we talked about a few weeks ago where uh, it's almost the exact situation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, SBR is round two. I think checking is totally fine. Like, um, oh, oh no. Yeah. Going back uh, in time. Just going back to like the, the short conversation we had uh, in the first hand about like overcards not being that threatening. I think one of the things that um, you know, one of the questions that we might get here is like, oh, Jax is still pr- a pretty vulnerable over pair as far as over pairs go. Um, don't we want to protect against like King X, Queen X, and you know, Ace X rivers? I think when we bet half pot on the flop, like we said last time, those those naked, you know, King Queen and Ace X don't don't really exist. And so I think they become much less of a concern because we because we sized up on the flop. Yeah, they exist. It's just they there's we we've lowered the threat essentially mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they can still hit them like they can we can still lose when they when the river's a king or a queen to a king or a queen it's just the lower probability outcome in the multiverse and yeah. we are playing in the multiverse every hand that we play poker so you check the turn with your jacks um imagine going for you know same scenario as last time uh i think mm, are we Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask, like, do you want to? Could we do like a quick hypothetical game here? Should we check here? Yeah. If uh, if the cutoff bet's a third, what do you do with your jacks? I would jam. Okay. What if they bet like half or two thirds, just like a larger size? I would jam. Okay. Yeah, that just clears up. I mean, <clears throat> we we both both of these hands go check check on the turn, but I think there definitely is a question of like, what would we do with our overpair if we face the you know a turn yeah. float of of different sizes yeah 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 i would i would definitely jam uh, mm-hmm. in either either case i believe Gosh. check check rivers an eight which is a little bit more threatening than the fours but it is what it is still just promotes pocket eights to a boat so whatever um, that's it yeah now yeah you basically just get to jam the river i imagine yep so we do follow through and stick with the same strategy as the last hand. Go bet, check, bet with a 2x river jam. <clears throat> Villain clicks call with the pocket fours. Maybe Probably they another hand they, that folds to the turn, see, bet? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like, maybe. I, I think that it might fold to turn, see, bet. Probably folds to river jam. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you another way to like state what I'm saying right now is like if you ask me which which line gets the money in more frequently versus fours, yeah. I would I would pick this line. Yeah. Ten times out of ten. And I would tend to agree. And again, like like the last time you got somewhat of an innocuous river, you know, mm-hmm. I think like an ace or a king makes things a, just a little bit more uh, sure, tricky sure. for you here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got got just really good runouts all you know throughout the hand not just the river for this one and the last one the the deuce and the the eight is just you know it's it's one of the best runouts i could ask for yeah so in this multiverse you got favorable conditions and you maximally uh leverage them to your advantage and play did you get a nine river i gotta do this to me john i (laughs) I think yes right i'm pretty sure the answer is yes for you i think the nine of hearts would be different you know, there's three nines. The nine of hearts, I would be less inclined to jam on. Um, although I don't know, really know why. I guess, I guess that like my perception is that they're gonna like 
they'll see our value jam on the river as like to include over pairs and not just be like nines full. Mm-hmm. And on the flush completer, I just think over pairs are more vulnerable um, when the, the backdoor flush completes. Uh, a regular nine, um, I don't know. I don't know what I do. I guess. Ugh. Help me out, John. What would you do? What I think opinion? I would just I would just jam. We get called by, by fours here. Is fours any different on a on a nine river? Probably, probably not. Maybe no. even slightly better well, given that we, it is we different. It, it is different because on a nine river, villain knows they have nine Oops. X in their range. Yeah. And that's like a very important point when you know that you're protected and you have like a, a boats that you can call the jam with. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really important psychologically to the opponent because that gives them more leeway to fold like fours or fives or sixes because they, right. they think, well, I do have calls here. I have very natural yeah. calls. And so because I have very natural calls, that means that I get to fold my bluff catchers. So I do think that there is something to the nine specifically that makes me hesitant to just rip it in. Yeah. Okay. So you um, check? <laughs> I'm not saying that I, I definitely don't check. I just don't know that I go for the 2x jam. Like Okay, okay. Yeah, you just target fours with a different size. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be how that would how that would play gotcha. out. Gotcha. Um but cool. Nice hands, man. It's uh Thanks. Yeah. Using using something that we that we learned and talked about from from just a couple weeks ago. It's that that always feels really good. Yeah, I know. That's why I do the show. Purely <laughs> Purely selfish reasons. Um, Thanks so. for listening, guys. Anyways, I'm <laughs> glad I got better. <laughs> Don't know how you're going to do next session, but John's <laughs> going to play better. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Been a great time. And see you next week. Got. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter, join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.